There is something really lovely about playing hide and seek with children, especially if they are the ones who have gone off to hide. You're there with your hands in front of your eyes and you're counting. And they are so excited that they are making so much noise and you can hear exactly the direction that they've gone in. And then when they find a spot, they are so excited that they can't help but look out and see whether you've seen them and see whether you are coming. They get even more excited when you deliberately don't spot them and walk past them, making so much noise that it is so obvious where they are. In the Bible, very early on, we find the very first instance of hide and seek. But this game of hide and seek has a very different feel to it. Because the people that are hiding aren't excited, they aren't full of joy, but they are genuinely trying to blend into the background and to not be seen. This takes place in the book of Genesis and I'm talking about Adam and Eve. When God created Adam and Eve, he said to them, I want you to have everything. I want you to enjoy everything. There is just one thing I'm asking that you don't have. And that is the fruit from the tree of knowledge, the tree of life in the middle of the Garden of Eden. Everything else is yours. There's this just one thing I ask. Just leave that fruit alone. Now you look at that offer. You look at a God that says, I'm going to give you everything that you want. I want you to be happy. I want you to be fulfilled. I want you to be satisfied. Have whatever you want. There's just one thing. One thing I'm asking that you don't do. You look at that and you think, well, that's, that's a no-brainer. Of course, I'm going to accept that I can have all of this. And there's just one thing that you're asking me not to do. And so I suspect for Adam and Eve, that was exactly what they thought. Wow, this is amazing. And then along comes the temptation. Along comes the devil, who begins to feed that thought into their minds who begins to make the one thing that they're not supposed to do seem like the one thing that they really, really, really want to do. It's the most appealing and appetizing and pleasing thing that they could ever do. Doesn't talk about the consequences, just talks about, look, if you do this, wow, it will be amazing. The story of Genesis goes like this. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom she took some and ate it she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it they gave in to temptation the one thing that they were asked not to do was made to sound as though it was the most exciting and pleasing and fulfilling thing that they could ever do and they gave in to the temptation and straight afterwards, there is a reaction. There is a recognition that, oh my life, we've done the wrong thing. We have stuffed up, that this isn't all that it seemed to be. As the account in Genesis 3 goes on. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. I suspect all of us can relate to this reaction. You know, there's been times for all of us when we have given into temptation. 
when we've thought, said, or done things, that at the time we thought, oh, I'm just gonna do it, this is gonna be great, and we give in to that craving, we give in to that moment, and then bang, the moment that we've done it, there comes the guilt, there comes the shame, there comes this sense of, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. And that sense of shame and that sense of guilt often makes us react like Adam and Eve. We back off, we withdraw from God, we feel ashamed. We kind of feel naked in the same way that they did. And we try and hide because we feel unworthy of his love, unworthy of his blessing. We do not feel good enough to begin to be able to spend time with him. And so we hide, we withdraw. And the wonderful thing about this story is that often when we mess up, mankind's natural instinct is to withdraw and to back off. God's natural instinct isn't to say, well, you go because you've done that, you've stuffed up. God's natural instinct is to come after us. Not in a, I'm going to have you because you've just been a complete nightmare. But he comes after us because he wants to forgive us and to heal us and to help us to start again and to take away that guilt and that fear and that unworthiness and we see that with Adam and Eve so they've backed off they've hidden in the trees and then this is what the passage says happens but the Lord God called to the man where are you he answered I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked so I hid I love the fact that God asks this question, where are you? God knows exactly where they are. You know, you can't hide from God. Wherever we go, whatever we do, God knows about it. But God asked that question because he wanted to start the conversation, because he was being proactive, because he did not want Adam and Eve to languish in their guilt and their fear and hiding away for any longer than was necessary. He wanted to restore that relationship He wanted to bring peace and healing and forgiveness. I want to ask us the question today, have we withdrawn from God? Are we hiding away from God? There may be different reasons why we've withdrawn and why we are hiding. For some of us, we may feel unworthy and guilty. Maybe we have stuffed up in thought, in action, in the things that we've said. And we just think, I'm a nightmare. How could God love me? Or maybe we're frustrated with God. Maybe he hasn't answered a prayer that we've been praying for years and years and years. Or maybe we've seen things and we've asked God to intervene and it hasn't happened. My God, I'm fed up with you. And we've withdrawn because we're struggling. Or maybe we're just feeling weary. Life has got us down. This pandemic has got us down. Everything has got us down. I've got nothing left. However you're feeling, I want to encourage us. If we have withdrawn from God, God is proactively drawing near to us. God is asking us, where are you? He knows where we are, but he wants to start the conversation. And I want to encourage us, maybe right now, as we come to the end of this devotional, to say, here I am. God, would you meet with me? And then begin to share what it is that's on your heart. 
and the reason that it is that you've withdrawn from him. God's not going to reject you. God's going to welcome you with open arms. God's going to forgive whatever it is that we think that we've done wrong. God wants to restore that relationship because it is only through our relationship with God that we are able to journey through life because he is the one who is our rock, who is our strength, who is our cheerleader, who is our hope who is our forgiver and redeemer. God loves you. God says to you, where are you? Will you answer him right now? Will you spend time with him and say, here I am?